Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Hello, and welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. My name is Joey. For those of you who are listening for the first time, I've been doing this for over a year, so I always love new listeners. And on the other side of the desk with me this evening is Eric. Hello. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. How are y'all doing? I'm great, man. I mean, it's kind of a... It's a slow news day, but it's not. Because, I mean, the news is obviously Hurricane Florence hitting the coast. Mm-hmm. And it looks like some of the bands are whipping on through into North Carolina. Wilmington's going to get hit pretty hard. But, I mean, there's only so long unless you're, like, in the thick of it. Like, I'm not there. And that's what's on the news all day. Yeah. I've got family up there. You do? Um they all right? Yeah, and they're not they're not going anywhere. Apparently they're not they're far, they're far enough inland where it's not going to affect them okay. that bad. Yeah. Or that's what they're telling me. So I do have an aunt and uncle I'm pretty close with in Charlotte, North Carolina, but I think they'll be fine. Yeah. Um and well my dad's that way now. After all the stuff happened with my mom, he uh, moved down to the coast. He lives, I think, in Perdido Key, technically. Uh, but right, he's like a block from the bay. He's, it's a sweet setup. He yeah. went through this whole life change. He's 50-something. I mean, it's terrible losing a wife. And so he kind of reinvented his life. Got a new truck, got a new boat. Kind of found a different way to use his talents from civil engineering. And so he's like a block away from the bay. His boat's parked there in the marina. And he kind of hangs out there. And last time a hurricane or bad storms came through, I was like, you're going to drive up? Because he's always on the road. And you're going to drive up? He's like, nah. It's no big deal. Yeah. That's the only reason I, I wouldn't want to live south or east. And it, I don't want... It's already bad enough where we are. Yeah. Well, it seems like in the, our lifetime, the tornadoes have shifted. Like, we're more yeah. in Tornado Alley. Again, with this stuff, and maybe it's a bad fatalistic mentality on my part, but, you know, you you take precautions. Like, if a tornado strikes, you should go into a secure part of the house, go into the bathtub or under the stairs or whatever. Yeah. Away from windows. But tornado hits, it hits. Not much you can do about it. Yeah. I, I mean, we've I've been in several situations where you know, mom's like, we got to get into the bathroom, and we get in there with the couch cushions, and you know, because you can't. We all had big right. beds, so you can't pull a mattress in there. But you know, we've I remember as a kid, we had one tornado go over our house, like literally over. But mm. because of where my parents' house is, it's there's it's kind of a valley. Right. So it like jumped the hills and you know it didn't do any damage to us. We just it hurt it. Right. Um, right. It well it literally hopped over you. Then. Yeah. 
Well, the closest I've ever been to like actual destruction from a major storm. Like I obviously have friends who were in Tuscaloosa mm-hmm. uh, that day when the tornado hit. And one guy, he didn't get hit. He just he was right, right off the strip. This yeah. where his apartment was in Tuscaloosa, and he just cracked open a beer and sat on the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought it was coming closer, but it turned out it was it didn't get near him. Um, but then I had other friends who were like right on the road. It went down. Guy saved this uh, young woman's life yeah. by pulling her into a. He was at work and he pulled her into one of the big indoor freezers, the walk-in oh. freezers, and he like pulled her in as he's like holding the door. A shard of glass shot into his hand, and then he pulled and shut it. He said it didn't hurt at all because the adrenaline's going so much. Went to the hospital, stitched it up for free. That's like the start of a sci-fi movie. I know. I know. (laughs) Events like that, but the closest thing I've ever been to is I used to work um, in high school. Uh, My parents literally kicked me out of the house. My mom, in particular, said, get out and until you find a job, don't come back. And I had worked like during the summers. I'd done construction cleanup. Good money, but ooh, yeah, that's not fun. Yeah, when I was eighteen, I worked for uh, City of Millbrook doing Parks and Rec. And, yeah, uh, I did that for two summers here in Montgomery. Cut grass, and the back of my neck turned black. Yes, yes. <laughs> because I, I as a kid, I, I've got Cajun blood in me, so I just you know I get out in the sun, I turn red, and then I peel. And I'm brown. Yeah, it turns darker. And yeah, darker. and then I just that whole because it was just one summer that I did it. But uh, yeah, I had my I was black. And those are the summers I got used to <clears throat> not wearing shorts in the heat because you had to wear some sort of long pants. Yeah, working for Parks and Rec, and I just got used to pants. So I don't. I, I wear like you know gym shorts if I'm working out, or I'll wear a swimsuit. You know, swimming, but no jeans year round, baby. Jeans year round. It just depends. Yeah. The older I get and the fatter I get, the the hotter I get. So it's like I every now and then I'll wear shorts at work, but a lot of times, like if I'm doing any kind of welding, I'll put I'll make sure I wear pants. Right. You know. But I just it's without getting a lot of air movement, mm-hmm. it's just too humid. It gets pretty bad. Yeah. It's like a swamp. Yep. Yeah. I know what that's about. Chafing. I mean, I really don't have much of an ass to speak of, though, so I don't really get swamp <laughs> ass. But, yeah, I can't imagine some of these legislators, like, in the middle of here in Montgomery or up in D.C., in the middle of the summer, having to wear a suit all the time. Oh, God, I That's the that. real swamp in this country. I, pants are fine, but I could not do long sleeves or a jacket. Oh, it's miserable. Anyway, Mom kicks me out of the house. Mm. Go find a job and don't come back till you do. So I'm driving around Montgomery. I think I'm 16. Yeah, 16. I am 16 going on 17. <laughs> and uh, I'm driving. Oh, now that place looks miserable. I don't work there. And then I see it in all its glory on the horizon. Going down Atlanta Highway right before Taylor Road. Mm-hmm. Fun Zone. Mm. Fun Zone Skate Center. I'm like, well, it's in the name. I'll pull in there. Yeah. And like they gave me the job on the spot. Like, they're like, yes, we need your help. <laughs> and uh, great folks over there, a lot of great memories of Fun Zone. I could tell stories for days from that place. Especially there was a lot of poop. A lot of little kids. I, I can imagine. I don't know if you know this, but well, you have a daughter. I have a daughter, yeah. But I'd imagine you're, you, you're, you're well put together. But kids, even like, in, you know, who are clean, can also stink. 
Yeah. But imagine kids, like, you have to put on rock wall harnesses. That was one of the attractions at Fun Zone. Oh, yeah. Stinky kids. Yeah. Like, you are some kind of funky little boy. Like, good yeah. lord, take a shower. Yeah, that's like when they're they're eight. Mm-hmm. You, you don't start making them wear deodorant yet, and then they right. run around for two hours. Yeah. Oh God, it was it was some funky memories there. Anyway, um, I'd been working there for like two and a half years, or about two years. And it's my senior year at Catholic, and we go in early before school one day, and shoot a commercial. So we're, like, just doing stupid crap on the skating rink and, like, playing games and stuff mm-hmm. as they're getting shots and B-roll and all the stuff. And uh, now I go to school. Did that at 5 in the morning, go to school about, you know, 7, 45, 8. And then the tornado sirens start wailing, so they corral us into the hallways. Shepherd is there. And, of course, I never understood the, like, I know it's, I guess it's to protect your neck, but it's, like, heads down, butts up. Mm-hmm. Like I feel very vulnerable in this yeah. position. I don't get this right now. So, and it wasn't that big of a deal in our area. So, finally, we're just sitting our backs to the wall, and here comes a Michael walks in late to school. Apparently, he was late that day, and he looks at me, and I had brought along like Troy, who joins me on Mondays on the show, mm-hmm. one of the guys I'm living with, Jonathan, a few other guys. All went to Catholic, and I've kind of pulled the Catholic guys into working at Fun Zone. And so Michael makes a beeline right to us who worked at Funzo. He goes, Funzo's gone, man. Like, really? Yeah, we're like, what? It's gone. It's gone. Check the news. It's gone. Like, all right. I didn't. I checked the news, but then I went by there. And it was utterly destroyed. And there's something about... That's like just the place I worked for two years. Yeah. And I'd grown to love it, but still work. So you're like, oh, I mean, at that point, I graduated up to Game Tech, where essentially I played music in the DJ booth above the skating rink. I ate free food, mm, had some good fries, yeah, and uh, dip it in buttermilk ranch. All free food. Back when my metabolism was a little stronger, could do whatever I wanted, and uh, and then occasionally a game would not work. So like a ticket dispenser would get jammed. Ah, fix that in like five seconds. And then go back to play music and eating food. So I liked the job. I got paid to do that, essentially. But as I walked into this place, the devastation is, it's unreal. It's it's surreal, is the way to put it. It's like a dream, where you remember where things were. So I can't imagine if it's somebody's, like, home. I really can't. I couldn't imagine. But uh, there was... I mean, we had a lot of fun in the devastation, too. We helped them salvage a lot of stuff, but we also, I think we got into, like, fluorescent bulb, like, sword fights. So, <laughs> those are always fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. I'm, I'm amazed we were bleeding. We tried to, <laughs> like, the uh, front box office of Fun Zone had bulletproof glass. Welcome to Montgomery, mother. Uh <laughs> And so we were like, hmm, without a gun, how do we break this bulletproof glass? We finally figured out we could break it with like a 40-pound dumbbell, throwing it against it enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it's already destroyed. Why not? 
and uh, it it was it was a bizarre feeling seeing like how much was messed up apparently what happened that building the fun zone building was built by code and a little extra beyond the code to withstand a tornado yeah so they were going to get paid insurance wise i think they did get paid but uh, what happened is, I think a car was pulled up into the air. This tornado dropped down right in that area, threw up a car into the air, and it punctured the roof of the building. Wow. And so that allowed the airflow to get into the building, and what it literally picked up the roof, this mm-hmm. huge steel roof. And, you know, you're probably talking like 30, 40-foot steel beams holding this building up. Think of a skating center, folks, like a big arena. And so the roof lifted up and dropped back down and the whole building collapsed in on itself yeah and so and cars were crushed all around there was one woman and we didn't really have much to do with the daycare they just shared and leased the building with us she was a hero they were having daycare that day and so she was able to collect all the kids into one spot wow nobody got hurt um it's amazing nobody got hurt but it's just stories like that where you don't know what's going to happen when it's going to hit. No. I mean, what, you can pray. You, you can know, hope uh, for the best. A couple of weeks ago when we had that strong wind, um, it was really only in, like, Millbrook. I know it pulled a pine tree down in the the ditch behind my dad's house. And in doing so, it fell into his yard, mm. pulled a couple of limbs off of oak tree, in the neighbor's yard and brought the, the chain link fence down. And, uh, you know, it's a pie, it's a full-grown pine tree. Yeah. So there's all kinds of limbs and everything everywhere. You couldn't get to the fence. The neighbor's pit bull finally figured out how to get through the fence. <laughs> Dad's got two dogs. Oh, no. And a doggy door. And mom sees... Silos, uh, the name of the pit, um, <laughs> on the back porch, and freaks out. And Dad gets the dogs are inside. Luckily, what type of dogs does he have? Um, mutts. But they're it's little this, or no? They're uh, from... Reba's like a. Oh God, I the, couldn't. But they'd be taken on a pit bull. Yeah. Right. They're they're not. There's like a dang it. One's like a wire hair terrier mix. Hmm. The other ones, oh god, red something. I can't think of it. Anyway, they're girls and they're dainty. Anyway, so they they wouldn't right wouldn't have stood a chance. But uh, they dad, they were inside. Dad got in front of the, the door, made sure that they were safe. You know, carried CeeLo back next door, and then <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny thing about pit bulls is like with other dogs, they can be mean <clears throat> as hell. Yeah, and they. I mean, I've heard stories of you know that they'll attack people occasionally, but most of the time, when it comes to people, pit bulls are some of the sweetest, most yeah. loyal dogs. No, other than the fact that. He was able to get to them. I right. mean, you know, it's it, it was not. He's not a mean dog. It's right. just now that he can physically get to Dad's dogs is, was the worry. And uh, but yeah, Mom called me, and uh, she was like, "Can you come help your father? Because we got to get this pine tree out of the way." And that's that's about as close to storm damage that I have ever been. Right, and it's. Uh I think the media freaks out over it way too much. 
I way too much. They freak out over everything way too much. Yeah, that's <laughs> the deal. It's just like, well, and I've started to treat them like a pit bull yeah. or like a, you know, a certain types of dogs. It's like, yeah, if you, you mess with it enough, you, like mm-hmm. you attack its owner, it's going to bite you. I've kind of started to just treat the national media in particular like that. Like, well, if there's a story, they're going to blow it out of proportion and call everything a Fox News alert and yeah. try to scare the hell out of you, rile you up, because I guess it gets eyes on the... On the screen, though, they're showing right now on Fox News a bizarre story. Um, it happened in several towns around Massachusetts, and they were showcasing on there Lawrence, Massachusetts. Like, multiple homes had explosions, gas line explosions. So maybe there's some surge in the gas lines, I don't know, with the gas company and homes that yeah. weren't secure, but, the, like... For a second, people were like, is this a terrorist attack? Because it was all over the place. Just explosions across three different cities. Freaky, freaky story. See, I used to watch Homes on Homes on HGTV. Yeah, you you watch HGTV by yeah. your own accord? Yeah. Well, you're a... You're, I like You Woodward like to craft. And, and, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, I always like seeing the things that people cut corners on yeah it's just like i mean you saved you know two bucks a square foot and granted it adds up but still you put somebody else's life in danger because you did this you wanted to save a little extra money i I don't ever understand why people do that i I don't either i you know i was just joking about hgtv because i i guess i've hit that age where i've started to become a little more fascinated with like architecture and the the idea of having my own home one time at, at, at some point at one point and uh we, my roommate and I, and I think you and my roommate Andrew would get along a lot because he went to school for like historic preservation, restoration. He's yeah. always kind of tinkering and working on different projects. Sometimes he doesn't finish those projects, <laughs> but uh, no, great guy and uh, very resourceful. And so we'll like we got watching together. It's a BBC show called Grand Designs or something like that. Mm-hmm. And some of the ideas that these folks had. Where it's like, here's our budget. Almost every episode, people are going over budget. Yeah. And so they're going to cut corners on certain things. And sometimes it ended up fantastic. Like, one guy wanted to build a true cave home. Like, caves that went back centuries in Britain. Yeah. And so he had it, like, refurbished, but he did it by hand. He had, like, a like actual just hand chisel he had a jackhammer it was like cutting out the cave even more than what was already there he cut lines um before he like poured anything and had to get the utility companies to come dig lines to him out in the middle of nowhere where he was and it ended up being like this magnificent place and that one was a success i'm trying to think of the other one that where you met like thatch and mud um I'm trying to think what it's called. But essentially... I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The only thing that comes to mind is a yurt, but that's that's a canvas thing. Yeah, it's like... A, essentially, that's all you do to build the home. Like, you just build up this mud and sand and, and straw. Right. And you build it on top of each other. But he wanted to build, like, this complex, like a castle with it. And uh, unfortunately, it was the rainy season for him, <laughs> and he went way over budget. And yeah, it, but you know, you gotta credit people for trying. You gotta credit them for trying. And 
I don't know. I I get ideas where I'd like to live like in a hobbit hole. I like though, of course, as soon as you start adding curves and yeah. arcs, arches, and it's like, yeah, that's more money, Joey. A little more money. Yeah, I don't like the the whole. I I love watching that stuff just for ideas, new ideas on the way things are created or something like that. But like the whole, um, the budget. And I just, I don't like reality TV. Yeah. I love the crafting of everything, but just the the whole, like, we got to cut corners, like you said, or, you know, you're going to go over budget and all this stuff. And I just, I I don't like that. Yeah. I also, the, um, like, trashy reality TV, like, it was really big, I think when I was in college and, like, late high school, like, the flavor of love crap and the... You know, the only reality TV show I ever watched and liked, Road Rules. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, because they actually would compete. In yeah. 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 And, well, and I say I don't like reality TV, but I've watched the hell out of wrestling. And that's essentially reality TV. I mean, it's fake, but it's like the way they... It's, that show is essentially soap, men's soap operas. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call it reality TV. No, I, I wouldn't quite. go that far, but I, I agree with the male soap well, opera. Well, maybe the, maybe the latest stuff, because they've, they dropped the front that, no, we're serious, I actually hate this guy. Oh. They've dropped that, so it, what they do is they kind of play with social media and online postings, and on the show itself, they'll act like it's reality. Yeah. And they will play up their actual personas off air and it's it's interesting um this new world of you almost have to brand yourself these days and if you're in media and you're trying to make it i hope i don't have to do this too much but you know take a truth about yourself but play it up and that's how kind of the real world was i mean they they essentially said okay let's uh Put these people together who we know because I think they had them like fill out psych profiles. Yeah. So let's take some people, put them in a house, and we know it's going to be volatile. Yeah, I know. Like from what I remember of like after Real World Road Rules went off air, they did a lot of not documentary kind of stuff, but kind of behind the scenes and stuff. And it was a lot of uh, auditions and then like mixing people to make drama yes. and stuff like that, yeah. Well, I mean, and I usually, like, I mean, I think about the roommates I've lived with, and everybody's, for the most part, been fine. I've had some, I've had one case where we had to kick somebody out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, it's like, I didn't sign up for you uh, hawking drugs, dude. <laughs> didn't sign up for that. You got some unseemly people coming by. Yeah. I've only ever had one roommate. Oh, wow. You've kind of, yeah, you've been on your own independent man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I got married when I was 22 and moved out of mom and dad's house in with her. Yeah. And then when we got divorced, moved in with my sergeant at the jail that I was working at. And we lived for about seven months together. And then he wanted to move back home to his hometown. And mm-hmm. so I got my own apartment and off and on been on my own since then 
Yeah, and so it's, it's, I mean, there's a big part of me just not in the cards financially that wants to yeah. live on my own because um, I haven't. I don't think I've ever done it. No, I haven't. But I part of me would like that. But, you know, I'm sticking with the, the guys for the rest of the year. But anyway, the point is I'd watch these, like, real-world shows. Mm-hmm. And I'd see the stuff people would get mad at each other over and, like, fight over. And I'm just kind of the chill guy. I wouldn't be good TV. I mean, I probably would sleep with some people, and that would create drama. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> generally, like, the stuff some people get mad at folks over I'm like nah man like it's good I got my space got my earbuds I mean you'll be fine yeah I I don't I get along with people I, well, I do too and for a lot of people I I know that I I just sacrifice just just to save relationships mm. it's it's yeah. just easier that way it for is. a lot of people it's it's it is. I mean, well, because why, like, pick a fight? Like, yeah. I don't see the point of it. I mean, unless it's something I really want, or you really have to stand up for yourself. I don't get the idea of like I'm looking for a fight tonight. Yeah. Just no, that and angry. that's like uh, me and Emily have been talking about the honeymoon destinations and yeah. stuff like that lately. And she was like, well, "What do you think about this?" And I was like, eh, "It's okay, sure." And then she was like, well, what about this? And I was like, yeah, that's great. And then finally I had to tell her, I said, look, I have never had the desire to actually go anywhere. So yeah. you you pick the place, tell me how much it is, and I'll tell you if we can afford it or not. And then that was it. Nice. So, it's a pretty simple compromise. Well, it's not even a compromise. More like, go ahead. You yeah. pick it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Well, and folks, you're listening to the Joe Clark Radio Hour. Uh, we're just hanging out tonight. Yeah. It's a chill night. I mean, there are some things in the news. Uh, ABC News is reporting that Robert Mueller and Paul Manafort have reached a tentative deal, plea deal. So he will not have another trial. And Manafort has yet to be sentenced for the other trial he was found guilty in. And Rudy Giuliani tonight is saying, no danger to the president on that front. They're not too worried about it. Um, and you got the storm, you got the gas explosions. Yeah, it looks like the gas main line throughout several communities messed up. This is the best way to put it. Now, was that like just a region? or Yeah, just a few towns in okay. Massachusetts, yeah. It, it, I guess all off this particular main line of gas. It's because the way you first said it, I was thinking like some place in Washington and some place in Idaho. No, no, no. Like, only in Massachusetts. Yeah, only in Massachusetts. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's not too much going on today. I saw one weird story about a. It was in New York Daily News. A 30 year old woman. I'll just put it bluntly how the headline read. Gave oral sex to a 14-year-old student. She was the teacher. Multiple occasions. Another teacher reports it after finding out from the 14-year-old's friend. She is goes to trial, pleads guilty. The 30-year-old woman who did this, the teacher. Mm-hmm. She's given 10 years probation. And because she pled guilty and cooperated, she gets to keep her teaching license. No. Yeah. And, I mean, there is an obvious double standard there. But I'll admit, like with the uh, the Asia Argento thing, mm-hmm. like, 
I don't think I have the same reaction to like the female teacher with the younger boy as I would with a male teacher and a younger girl. And I think most people understand what I mean. Like the yeah. law is the law. It is. But there's a double standard there, but I also think there's a reason for the double standard. I think there is. I think there is an element that, for some reason, like when older men, when men in general prey on somebody, sexual or otherwise, it is. it comes across as more violent and predatory, and like, you must have done something here. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not naive. There are men and women who are very precocious and can bring things on themselves, but... Uh, yeah, there's definitely a double standard, but I, I kind of get it. Like, especially the Asia Argento thing. Kid was 17. It was gross what she did. She kind of grooming is an actual law yeah. in sex crimes. Like, if you know somebody for a while and, and you wait to the edge of 18 in this case. But it's like, yeah, that sounds terrible, man. Like, you, this, this very attractive woman hooked up with you and then you got paid 380 grand. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't, the, I know that there is the distinction between the two. Oh, yeah. You know, older male versus younger female and versus older female and younger male. And it, it's, it's like you said, there are biases and, and, you know, exceptions and all that kind of stuff. And it, it's, it's statutory rape. It's statutory rape. It doesn't matter. I mean. Right. I had ugly teachers, so I didn't fantasize about that. But you know, I it's yeah. I, I don't know. See, and then I wonder what the rules are in college because I had attractive teachers. Well, not all of them, unfortunately. But I had a few in college where I was like, "Well, I'm nineteen, twenty. Why not?" I think that comes down to ethics with within the school. Within the school, though. Yeah, that's not illegal. It's maybe. not. A, yeah. There's not an age appropriate. It's just especially issue. at the college. I think there's so, and I know this makes me unpopular in some circles. But the the idea of the teacher is the authority and has the power over you. I laugh at it. It's like I went to school, got out of school. Like life goes on. Yeah, it's not that important. You don't even have to go to college unless you're going to some real technical certain field. Yeah, like I just think it's overblown. Like the the importance of it. Is I, college in particular has been overblown for our generation? Yeah, I look at it as somebody who spent a few more years learning the intricacies of whatever they're teaching, right? Versus an authority figure, right? I, and I don't know. Of course, I didn't go to college, so yeah. But you're doing fine. Yeah, so it's just part of me wishes I hadn't or had done something completely different with my college experience. Then you wouldn't be here. No, I went to Auburn. I love Auburn. But I didn't go to Auburn for engineering like my father. I didn't go to Auburn like for nursing like my mother. I didn't go for to be a pharmacist or to learn industrial design, one of the top schools in the nation for industrial design. Architecture is a great school there at Auburn. Forestry even, wildlife and fisheries, all these great things at Auburn. I went at first for philosophy, then political science. I went to the wrong damn school. <laughs> I really did. I should have I should have taken up Southern Miss. They gave me a big honking scholarship to go mm. there for creative writing. I should have done that. But you now it's the road not traveled. Yeah. I'm on the road I'm on, the path I'm on, and part of me wouldn't change it. But college is not a fun experience. It was more it was fun at times, but it was more like 
oh, I get to like direct my own learning now, and I get to choose the classes. I want to say no, no, it's pretty limited no, actually. And see, that's that's my whole thing. Is like I, I would love to go, and like I used, to, I wanted to go to Trenum when I was younger. Yeah. And <clears throat> when I was married, I wanted to go to LBW because we were living in Andalusia, and I wanted and it, when when I wanted to go to LBW, I wanted to go for welding. But I did not want to take math or English. <laughs> you just wanted or, to learn. I just, the I just wanted to weld. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> right. But and it's like I I got all the way to the point of day of class. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of people. That's and it used to be. I think people would look down on that. I think it's more and more becoming like, no, I want to learn how to weld. Yeah. Like, let me just shadow somebody, be an apprentice, yeah. like or teach myself. Like, why do I need to know all this other crap to be a well-rounded person or whatever the hell they say? Yeah. And it's just like I, I want, I'm interested in this thing. Let me follow that passion. And what usually happens when you follow that passion is you do have to learn other things in order to be successful in whatever you're passionate yeah. about. Woodworking, like I, like I said last time, it's like it kind of started when I was 11 and my dad made, my, made me make my own paddle. Yeah. But yeah. my grandpa, my pawpaw, my dad's dad, was, had a, a trailer in his backyard, you know, all kinds of woodworking equipment. I never got to see it until he passed away, and the trailer was inherited by my dad, and it was moved to our house. And then I started seeing all the patterns and stuff like that. But aside from woodworking, which I've done for so long, anything I want to learn now, I just do a little research and watch a couple of YouTube videos. It's amazing what you can learn just watching a YouTube video. It's, it's right there in front of you. It's funny sometimes because I get people ask me, "How do you do this?" And I'll I'll take the time because I want them to know what I know. You know, I to, to yeah give them as much as I can, and I'll tell them. And then after I tell them, I'm like, "Look, I saw this YouTube video or I read this article." I'm like, "There's many more that go along with it, and you can learn how to do it. Go figure it out." Yeah. No, and especially when it's somebody who's grown. It's like, go figure it out, man. Like, I'm not going to yeah. be rude to you. Like, no, like you said, you'll take the time. But at the end of the day, you've got to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, well, I've got... There are some exceptions with that where I've got... I know people who just refuse to do any research on their own. Mm. And that irritates me. Because I used yeah. to, I used to be like that. And that's kind of what drove me into how I learned now is dad was like, read this book. This, this, this repair manual will tell you everything you need to know. Read it. And I get made fun of because the first thing I do whenever I get something is I, I open it up, I pull out the instructions, and I read the instructions before I even get into the rest of whatever it is. Yeah. That way I can just put it together or whatever. But, yeah, I have friends who just, like... Don't take the time. Don't take the time. See, and, that, and I've been that way, too, in my life. But I'm learning more and more. It's funny how the stupid... And they're not stupid. They're brilliant. But the, the simple things that you hear, like, motivational speakers say, or maybe your father told you, or your coach told you, it's like, if you put in the work, 
you'll probably get results, but you got to do the work. Yeah. And it's amazing how simple crap like that, it, it's simple to understand and to hear, but to actually put it into practice, work's not fun half the time. Mm-hmm. And so you, you got to do the work. But, uh, man, we're, time's flying by. It's just two guys hanging out chatting tonight, folks. Yep. You're on the Joey Clark Radio Hour. But we need to tell folks about uh, Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. Um, Eddie, I've gotten to know him over the last few months, and he's been teaching me about the housing market, how I potentially as a first-time home buyer can get all set up with my credit, uh, can you know be sure to be ready to afford things like the prepaid costs, like the appraisal and mm-hmm. the inspection of a home. And there's so many great properties out there, investment opportunities here in the River Region. In particular, if you want to invest in a property, because there's so much turnover with the military base here, and rent it out, the Goodson Group with Eddie Bader, and you can visit thegoodsongroup.com, they will set you up with a tenant before you even close on the place. That way, you have money coming in immediately, and you're not left hanging out to dry. And if you don't want to go through the trouble of managing it, the Goodson Group will manage the property for you, and they're great at it. They do a wonderful job. And also, uh, if you give Eddie Bader a call, 322-0662, again, that number, 322-0662, you can learn more about an open house this Sunday from 2 to 4 in the afternoon at 2062 Hazel Hedge in Montgomery. They're doing a $50 Belk gift card giveaway. It's a really nice two-bedroom, two-bath townhouse, new concrete back patio, great location, Montgomery, and it's a little secret, a little priced under other homes in that Hazel Hedge area. Mm-hmm. So it's a steal. So again, that's this Sunday from 2 to 4. If you want to find out more, give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. 322-0662. Listen to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Joey and Eric just hanging out and having a little chit-chat, a little chin-whack. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back after this, folks. Joey Clark. never actually that hot for a teacher. No. Well, I take that back. There was one in college. She was married, so I was like, shut up, Joey. I was talking to my inner voice, like, <laughs> shut up. Oh, wow, man. It is funny, though, because I love the intro to this song. Oh, it's so good. I have a set of 12s in my Subaru, and it's it's so great. Yeah. Now, I love how it's still kind of blues-based. It kind of, it's not crazy. Like, yeah. I understand what he's doing on the guitar there. Yeah, those drums are epic, though. They really are epic. Uh, y'all enjoying the conversation? I'm just taking it easy tonight. Um, hoping and praying for the people in 
the way of Florence as it hits North Carolina this evening. Reduced down to a Category 2, but still it's going to sit on top of them for a day, if not more. That radar just looks horrible. It really does. I don't remember radar years ago being that terrifying. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> Have you seen the uh, the pictures from the space station? I'll have to find them and show them to you. Of uh, this storm? Of this of Florence, yes. Mm, I don't know if I have. But uh-huh. you can definitely see it from the, the station. Yeah. It's massive and creepy. Yeah. Well, then, because of stuff like that, it's like, who the hell actually believes in the flat earth theory? <laughs> Come on, I lo- folks. I love all the uh, the headlines that I see about that. Uh, <laughs> the, like, uh, flat earthers are uniting around the globe. Right. And, like, the whole... <laughs> it's a globe. They use the, the term globe with the flat earthers and, and the... Yeah. Well, in a way, it's kind of how human beings understood our geography for the longest time. It's kind of a disc. Um, but come on, there's so much to just, you know, we live on kind of a globe. It's not a perfect sphere by any means, but we live on a globe. Come on, folks. Mm, let's go to the phones and talk to Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? What's going on, y'all? Y'all having a fun afternoon? Oh, yeah, just taking it easy this evening. Yeah, I heard about, you know... Using YouTube for reference, and yeah, it's amazing what you can learn and do. And and I've even took industrial industrial electronics years ago, and you know know how to work on electric circuits. And I've what I've recently found is like I'm into the video games like Jay is. Yeah. And some some of my old handheld systems, like of course a recent example is the old Sega Game Gear that was bed nice that I've had for eons, and. I've always known that, you know, the sound stopped working and the video screen started messing up. Mm-hmm. And I know from my training that, yeah, that the old capacitors and they are starting to go haywire and going bad. And that's what's causing the issue. So I've looked up videos and I'm aware that, you know, this capacitor is here. This one's this type and this size and stuff. And bought little packets on eBay, you know, a capacitor kit where you could do the work yourself for like seven, eight bucks. And did some research and what you know oh this is what i'm getting into this is a tricky part of the circuit to work with you know and here's some tips how to identify which one is which and took me several hours but i was able to fix my old system and it works perfectly again nice yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i was gifted a uh, an xbox 360 years ago with the red ring of death oh lord and just oh yeah Mine, mine did that too <laughs> yep an article and a few supplies from good old Radio Shack, and I was able to fix it. In my case, it's usually I just get so frustrated with something. It's like, damn it, I'll fix it now. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, sometimes it's it's the most ridiculous, rustic way. It's like, well, crap, that cord broke. Here, I'll just put it back together yeah, and duct tape it. Like <laughs> that, you're the that. duct tape guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a lot of things like that, bits and things like that, and woodworking. Patience is a godsend, isn't it, Eric? Oh, yes. <laughs> I need that. And, need and, that. and having somebody that's there that can help you and teach you and then show you and then let you learn as well and, you know, practice. You no, know, practice makes perfect a lot of time. Yeah, practice, practice, practice. And it's that was the one thing that I've learned. Like, my job now requires a little bit of welding. Yeah. and. 
I was a crappy welder when I started, but I started practicing. And I just keep doing it over and over and over again. And now I've got really good-looking welds. And it's like um, everything like that. Somebody, somebody in the world other than you has done something that you're trying to do before. Right. Learn from them. Exactly. There's a lot. And now these days, there's no excuse. You can find all sorts of things online. Oh, yeah. As you were saying with videos and whatnot. But, Chris, I appreciate the call, man. All right, y'all have a good afternoon. Have fun. Oh yeah. All right. Yes, we're gonna have a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. I wish I had. I wish the internet had been what it is today, when I was sixteen, mm. and my dad traded a Texas Instruments calculator for a '69 Buick Skylark. <laughs> wow. That we drove to Troy. To, we had to put tires on it and get it running, and we drove it home. We actually, he actually did it for my sister. And when she turned 16, she didn't want it. Um, so I got it. Nice. But uh, slung a rod, the motor, had to have it rebuilt, and was putting it back together. And it was an actual Buick 350. And the distributor is 180 out from a Chevrolet okay. and all we had ever worked on was Chevrolets and it sat never run again until <sighs> we sold it to some dude who knew what he was doing yep. and it just we didn't have the, the, the tools to find the people who knew what they were doing exactly and when it's a, there's a classic line about the United States um <laughs> The, and it's attributed to like George Bernard Shaw or Oscar Wilde. It, who knows? It's just one of those old British lines. That says the United States, America is the only country that ever went from barbarism to decadence without civilization in between. And it's it's a knock on our education <laughs> system. Um, but that's I think the beauty of this country. It's not built. I mean, there are the you know enlightened elites, enlightened with air quotes there. Mm-hmm. Um, some really were, uh, and. But really, the country is built by tinkerers and people that just figured out, hmm, here's something I can, I, I'm somewhat interested in. Let's see if I can figure it out and then sell this service to somebody. Yep. And that's how most people in this country have gotten by, whether long, longest time, I guess it was farming, but uh, was really the main, main, well, literal cash crop, uh, the way people sustain themselves. Yeah. But, you know, I look at things today and. How, I think it's because of the news, like we were talking about before, how people get so worked up, like, oh, I want better, but things aren't good, and I'm aggravated for this reason or that reason. And it's like, just relax. We have it really damn good. You know, the, the way you said that makes me think of a specific friend in mind, mm. but it annoys me to have somebody complain but never do anything about it. Mm. Hmm. That is a destructive behavior. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but that's a vague call out. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one. It, I, I, it irritates me because, along with everything else that my dad has taught me, is you know, if you want something, you go after it, and you do what you need to do to get it. Yeah. And. And it's it's pretty straightforward. I try not to make excuses right. for for why I can't have something. 
and yeah. I try to do what I can to get it. And yeah, I'm gonna not. I'm not. I'm gonna end there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get frustrated if I keep talking. Right. Well, and it's well. I've had to learn this as I've gotten older. You can't fix other people. That is a fool's errand. No. That is a. And I see people uh, in relationships who do it. And it's like, well, he's he's a fixer upper. Oh, no, no. yeah. Good luck with that. And it's very rare that somebody actually is fixed, and it's usually because they decide to fix themselves. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, somebody can give you all the tools, but you have to use them yourself. Yeah. I used to be that way. Like, I used to be interested in girls that needed help. Ah. And that's why everything failed. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, I it's, know what you mean. Yeah. Well, no, and I see some of these stupid memes, and, like, the, the dating culture's weird these days. I really don't date. It's just, I, I kind of, at the end of the day, go, it's a waste of money. It's a lot of effort. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't really want it that much. But it's uh, it's more, I see some of these posts, guys and girls, to be fair. But, like, people's like, why can't I ever find a good man? Well, why can't I ever find a good woman? Like, have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> good God, people. Um, and it's a it's a weird world. I'm trying to make heads or tails of it, but I mean, at the end of the day, what I do is, and what I've learned is to focus on my own narrative, like my own story, more than the other ones that everybody's offering up to you. Right. Like it's fun, to, you know, like with you know crap like movies and wrestling. It's fun to jump into that for a second, but generally, kind of focus on what I'm doing and people right around me. And things will be all right. Right. That's that's how I think I got where I am. Exactly. I did for me and made myself what I wanted to be. Amen. Well, Eric, good talking to you tonight. Oh, it's always fun, Joey. Indeed. Folks, I'll be back tomorrow. It's going to be a Friday. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Tune in.